Hello, all you Lasso fans. This is Peanut Butter and Biscuits. I'm your host today, Craig, joined today by my co-host, Mr. Jeremy Geckner. You ready to talk all things Ted Lasso, Jeremy? I am. How weird this is to go all the way back to season one after, like, full breakdown of season two. Now we are all the way back at the beginning, and I've got some thoughts. That's right. This is a rewind of (laughs) season one, episode one, our pilot episode. And it was kind of an experience going back, but we can talk about that too, for sure. When we get into this, of course, we are going to still take this beat for beat of what happened in the episode, which kind of might be a fun rewatch for you (laughs) in this off season of Ted Lasso. I will also say though, it would be weird for us to try to act like we had never seen this before, I know. right? That'd, so that'd be weird. <laughs> so I think what we're going to do is uh, if you have never seen the series, I, I would say that this might be a good opportunity to watch the series and then come <laughs> back to season one with us because uh, we are going to allude to some things that are going on that happen in season two. So this will be uh, spoiler allusions to future episodes as we go along here. And we might want to just kind of put that disclaimer out at the beginning of these first few episodes episodes of season one yeah um, we're gonna but- do it right here full spoiler stamp Now, I will say I want to do a brief bit of housekeeping, and that is to say thank you so much for the love and support. You've been continuing the show, the podcast on our Twitter feed, PBBFRN, also sending us in emails as well, frontrowlasso at gmail.com. We've also had a couple more five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. Those really do help quite a bit, so we want to highlight those. Uh, And someone saying that they were really excited about seeing our season one breakdown and that they also liked our detailed breakdowns as well. I think those were the two reviews that we had gotten in the time since we've been away from actually breaking down an episode of Lasso. Um, beyond that, want to say thank you to LassoCast. That was really uh, fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. I, I really like getting to meet those guys, um, you know, just talking it over. It's always fun to just meet up with other Lasso uh, fans and everything and super fans. And um, I'm finding that's always what's uh, there because my friends Zach and Trevor came into town for Halloween and they started watching it. And I immediately just went into mode and just like, tell me everything you think. And uh, so it was good to do that with Lasso cast. I had a lot of fun there. Yes, and hopefully we get to team up with them again, even maybe in this offseason before we're waiting for season three. But thank you for that. If you're listening to us for the first time because you're coming over from LassoCast, we did go back and we recapped all of season two uh, on the day of release. So go and check out those episodes as well. Before we get into the episode proper, how many Ted Lasso costumes did you see for Halloween? It was insane. (laughs) I saw a lot online. Honestly, I didn't see any out um, at the two costume contests we were at out at but um you know it, it, I, I saw so many pictures online and there were some really really great ones gotta call out my good friend drew stroud for a fantastic one um but yeah that was i i think that was probably the uh, costume du jour i saw like the espn sunday nfl countdown were all that um that's like everybody it, jake it's a, tapper it's, it's a yeah. pretty easy costume when you think about it i mean it's just khakis and a pullover 
You mentioned Drew. I don't know if you saw the update to that. Carly, his wife, also went as Coach Beard. Coach the Beard, which time. was fantastic. So, um, and she did Coach Glitterbeard. Glitterbeard, so that yes. Was, that was really pretty great. And of course, we get so much of that relationship here in the pilot. Speaking of a bit of housekeeping, we do have uh, something that special that happened on my Beyond the Mouse show, my yeah. Disney-themed show. So I wanted to bring some of it over to here because it is about Ted Lasso. So we had the privilege of being able to talk to Yvette Nicole Brown over on on that show and she is a huge Ted Lasso fan. In fact, when mm. we first joined Lasso Twitter, she's one of the people that immediately came to mind. Like it just kept showing up in all the tweets and all the replies. She absolutely loves this show. So I took the opportunity to talk to her a bit about Ted Lasso as well. And I wanted to include a quick clip of her answer to that question in this show. And then that way, if you are interested at all in listening to the rest of the conversation, because she's also a huge Disney fan and been involved in so many Disney properties, I would suggest that you go over to the Beyond the Mouse feed as well. The link will be in the show notes, but also um, you can find us just by searching Beyond the Mouse on any podcast platform. So here is the answer about Ted Lasso from Yvette Nicole Brown. I also happen to host a Ted Lasso recap podcast hey, uh, called Peanut Butter and Biscuits. I did. I did tweet you about it. You're, you're right. That's great. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, I 100%, as someone that's been recapping the episodes, uh, wholeheartedly endorse the idea of you doing an official podcast, by the Thank way. Thank you. Um, but you know, what is it about, and I know this, you know, you're not connected to this series, but I thought I'd ask because Aren't you are I? such a fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel like we're okay. all connected through this series. I'm not officially, but, not officially, but yeah, we but all are. What is it? do you think uh, about this show that happened to touch so many different people? You know, I think it, it was the timing of the show. I think we were coming out of a very dark place as a nation with the election and the pandemic. There was a lot of nastiness and just mean spiritedness. And what I love about Ted Lasso, the character and the show is that he and the show model that it's okay to have hope. It's okay yeah. to believe it's okay to have your teeth kicked in and still believe that the sun is going to come out tomorrow. And you, it doesn't make you corny or Pollyanna. It just makes you kind and sweet and it's okay to be kind and sweet. And it also shows as, as, as seasons go on as the second season showed us, <coughs> excuse me, it teaches us that, you know, still waters run deep and, and people that you think have it all together might really be going through some things and, that's another reason to be kinder and, and, and care more about people. Um, you didn't ask this, but <clears throat> excuse me, what I love about uh, Big Shot is that I feel like Big Shot, my show on Disney Plus, has the same DNA as mm -hmm. Ted Lasso. It's not just because they're both set in the world of sports, but because it's just about reassessing and being there for people and, you know, just making the path a little cleaner for others. Yeah. Get some water. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, as gosh. they would say, listen, didn't even do this on purpose. It's such a oh, nerd. oh, I love that. <laughs> as as they say, onward forward. I it's so cool because we jumped on this in the second season, so now we get to we are going to do recaps of all the first season, and I'm oh, just I love it. I'm so excited to uh to get to experience that again. But yeah. thank you for that. I'm just such a fan and, of that show. And the good thing too about it is <clears throat> there can be more than one. Ted Lasso recap show because, mm -hmm. or podcast, because everybody's going to get something different out of the show. What I, what, uh, what touches me or makes me think 
is going to be something different that makes you think or touches you. And that's what I love about the show. And I, I'm glad that you're doing a podcast. And <clears throat> if I'm blessed to do one myself or a show or whatever, I, I hope to just bring what, how it's blessed me. Yeah. And that's, I think that's, what's important. As a fan, I can't tell you how excited I was at the thought of you doing that. So thank you. Um, I, I, real, thank you. Hoping that comes to fruition because that would be perfection, truly. Yeah. So um, just awesome, right? I mean, awesome. she's just so great. Also, you, know, I, you buried the lead. Mar uh, Avengers Endgame actress Yvette Nicole Brown. <laughs> I'm just saying here. You're right. She has been in uh, the second highest grossing movie of all time until yeah, they yeah, decide yeah. to re-release it and take it back from Avatar. Yeah, they'll um, just do that in perpetuity for forever. Um, no, but that was great. That's a great answer and uh, right on par with what we all think. So, Yvette, come on, peanut butter and biscuits. Come on, man. I know. And I'm saying if she ends up doing an official show, uh, I will be listener number one. I am excited about that opportunity potentially as well. Um, but yeah, she totally get gets why this show is uh, just resonating across so many different people. So Absolutely. thanks for listening to that clip. And again, if you want to hear the rest of that interview, go to Beyond the Mouse. Do you have any other housekeeping before we just dive right into this thing? Absolutely not. This is going to be awesome. Let's do this. All right. So as I said, this was an experience. This was a trip going back. And I wanted to try to grab some of the things in the story beats that maybe we can talk about a bit, but I'm going to kind of throw a lot at you. And it's going to let you kind of guide us a bit too on what you want to react to or what you want to talk about here. So pilot episode, very first thing that you see is a little bit of football action. You see the team practicing on the pitch. And I'll tell you what, maybe foreshadowing that we might not get as much on the pitch later on <laughs> I'm just saying uh that maybe we don't get as much uh, about that but then you do go up to Rebecca's office you meet Rebecca for the first time you meet Higgins for the first time really fun conversation there uh, setting up the fact that Rupert and Rebecca have separated and divorced because uh he she's looking at a painting that they had purchased together and says to Higgins uh, hey, do you want this? And he's like, oh, well, that's got to be worth a million pounds. And she's like, yeah, you're right. You should have said you wanted said yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I love that. And I and then we, of course, see that scene where the old manager of Richmond comes in. Uh, George is his name, and he gets fired in probably the best way possible. It really <laughs> establishes uh it really establishes Rebecca as, as she would come later to say with her and Nora, this boss ass bitch about, <laughs> uh, about town, because she really sets it up so, so well in the way that she fires him, the speech that she gives that fires him, everything about it is just wonderful. But there's a lot that happens in that first opening scene, a lot that establishes the story moving forward. So Jeremy, talk to me. Uh, what are your thoughts about this opening part of the pilot? Yeah, I do love what you mentioned there is what jumped out to me too. Is like, we got this amazing soccer montage that opens us up here. It's got like this uh, pretty, uh, pretty rollicking music and everything. And they're doing these fantastically, amazingly hard soccer moves. Um, but you're right. Then it just like the slow, like DJ down drop um, into uh, Rebecca's office, which I think you're right is because I've always described Ted Lasso to people who haven't watched it. It's like, it's a show about soccer that's not about soccer. <laughs> it's, it's, it's about soccer, but it's not really about soccer in, in that terms. Um, football for all you listening in the UK. Um, 
but you're right. Um, also, what struck me, though, is like when I was coming back to uh, the opening of season two, where it opens on Nate's uh, face, a close up of Nate's face. And aside from the soccer montage, what do we open up on? We open up on a, a close up of Rebecca's face um, right there, aside from that, from those montages. So the first point of emphasis we get is, again, just a really big close up on somebody's face. And when you think about it, that could be portending change. You know, Rebecca is definitely the one who changes the most um, in season one um, of Ted Lasso. And of course, Nate is the one who changes the most in season two of Ted Lasso. So I found that to be very interesting. But you're right. Hannah, uh, just right off the bat here, just comes off as so powerful and so confident. And the writing is so smart. That's what that's what always gets me about this pilot episode. It reminds me of those great Aaron Sorkin West Wing episodes where it's just like you wish you could come up with lines like this in real life because it is just an epic takedown of George. Um, and, yeah, it just, again, just shows that she's got this extreme confidence, even if it all is just kind of a, a veneer she's putting out there after this pretty traumatic divorce. It it's It does set this tone, right, about – just fine writing and uh, writing great, rich dialogue that you can really chew on. Yeah. And uh, it, it really sets that tone from the beginning. And this is really, truly the episode that launches a thousand gifts. And we'll get into that <laughs> later on. Tedisms everywhere. <laughs> Tedisms everywhere in this episode. But we then get to flash back over to Sports Center and our boy uh, Scott Van Pelt. And he is going to tell people that. Ted Lasso of Little Wichita State is going to be heading over to coach this Premier League team, AFC Richmond, and he just says good luck to him, and we get that wonderful scene of Ted in the locker room after they won the championship. What's interesting here, and you know, I think maybe people forget about this moment from the pilot, they do mention that he was able to take Wichita State basically from nowhere to the championship in just one season, yeah. so this kind of happens not so much on the uh, football on the like football to uh, soccer spectrum, but you do see these moments where in basketball, these coaches that might uh, just blow up the NCAA tournament, they become the hot commodity and people want to go out there and approach them and uh, pick them up for the NBA. I'm thinking about the, the coach from Butler a few years back who yeah, Brad was Stevens. Still coaching. Yeah, Brad, yeah, Brad Stevens. Stevens. Is he still coaching the Celtics? Uh, he, was, he was coaching the Celtics, but then I think he'd moved to a general manager this year. So he's not coaching anymore, but he moved up seemingly, I guess, in the organization. My wife went to Iowa State, so again, I don't know the name of the coach because I don't follow the NBA and I don't follow basketball as well, uh, but the head coach of Iowa State went on to coach for the Chicago Bulls and did a horrific job at yes, it. So sometimes job. it works out, sometimes it doesn't work out, um, but it is like sometimes these college uh, coaches get this spotlight and then it's like people want to grab them up. So I can see why Rebecca's major league plan kind of works in action here. And you can sort of see how that motor turns. So we do get the announcement that Ted Lasso is coming over. And then immediately we get to see Ted Lasso boarding that plane. Lots of things that happen on this plane. So I'm going to mention a few of them. And then I want to get your reactions, Jer. Mm -hmm. First of all, Ted is reading a book by Jack Kerouac called Dharma Bums. And yep. so you better believe this week I've started reading Dharma Bums. I'm <laughs> going to check it out because I've been doing this whole like meditative learning more about Buddhism myself. So I think it'll be kind of a nice, interesting read to go along with Ted there. 
Then uh, we get, of course, one of our best reoccurring characters that we didn't know it's going to be reoccurring at yeah. the time. The kid that asked for the ussy on the plane. Uh, love that as well. And he's just like, you are bonkers. Like everybody is saying to Ted how uh, crazy of an idea this is. I know. And I think he even says something like they're going to murder you over there. Yeah, they're going to murder your man. Uh, and then he talks to Beard uh, while Beard is reading the inverted pyramid book all about soccer. And he just says to Beard, are we nuts for doing this? And Beard's like, yes, yep. yes, we are. <laughs> yep. We are absolutely nuts. Uh, and then you get to start to see some of those interactions, that camaraderie between Beard and Lasso, which honestly, I love to see that established so early. This is like the sixth time that I've seen this show, but the other, you know, viewings, all this starts to run together because I've usually watched them in order. So be able to take just a breath and be able to watch this scene again. I really enjoy just immediately Jason Sudeikis and Brendan Hunt working off each other here. What do you think about that plane ride, Jeremy? Yeah, you're right. It, it automatically endears us to both of these guys because you get in a, in a great sense of how they work together, right? Like Beard is definitely probably the more technically astute one that knows the techniques and knows the formations and stuff. But Ted is definitely the inspirational one, the one that can put it all together, so to speak. And what I love about this is that what we get here is like this inane sense of how they talk business and everything. They genuinely like each other, but they're also they're just very silly. You know, like the whole quip about if we see each other in our dreams, let's have some fun and act like we're strangers. <laughs> you know, like stuff like that just really, um, you know, like like it, it portends how these two are going to be seen, not only for the rest of this episode, but even all the way through season two. Like just this silly, serious relationship. I do want to tell you that, yes, there are Tedisms abounding in this episode, but yeah. you don't have to say any of them during this recap, Jeremy. I know, uh, right? Just so you're aware. Oh, that was one of yours? One Damn. Of my, yeah, of course it was. <laughs> if we see each other in our dreams, let's goof around and pretend like we don't know each other. Like, ah, that's damn. Hilarious. Sorry, course, I didn't write that one Ted down, man. I wrote like the other two down there. <laughs> Yeah, the other 12 that we have out of here. Yeah. Um, so then uh, we land in England and uh, Ted asked to do a little bit of sightseeing on the way to the pitch. But I love seeing him walk onto the pitch for the first time and really appreciate where he's at. You could tell that he's trying to ground himself mm. on the field. And of course, this is where we see for the very first time Nate uh, run over to him to get off the grass, get off the field. And I, I love this first interaction with Nate. And it's memorable to me, even before the things that will happen to Nick Muhammad's character in season two. But I love the first time interaction with Ted because Ted goes, hey, what's your name? Mm -hmm. And he, Nate goes, well, no one ever asked for my name. And then Ted just kind of waits there. <laughs> Until he says it. No, he even tells him he's like, whenever you're ready, which is great. Yeah, he's just I like, I'm, I'm, I really want to know, man. <laughs> And uh, of course, this pretend it's it's definitely some foreshadowing laid right here uh, by the the writers of this relationship with Nate, because then Nate is still like at the end of it telling him, oh, I'm going to take you where you need to go. But you really do need to stay off the grass. And then Ted turns to Beard and says, I love this kid. I love him. Mm -hmm. And so it, it to me, having known what we're going to go through in season two, that line struck uh, a chord with me a little bit more than maybe it would have. Uh, but any thoughts on Nate before he takes them over to Rebecca? Yeah, I had the same thing as you. And I'm, I'm going to assume anybody listening to this listened to our season two. So I'm not going to get explicit, but I will say this. There is a, there is a profound sense of sadness when you when you watch this after watching season two because of that exact scene that you're talking about because 
Um, and this is also something when Ted and Beard uh, meet the uh, driver, their their driver uh, to the stadium, you know, Ted immediately asks what his name is. And he, you know, you get the sense of probably, that probably doesn't happen to him um, very often. And it definitely doesn't happen to Nate. But what I'm really looking for in this season, especially in all these interactions with Nate Craig, is I'm looking for those moments where I can try to understand what happened in season two. And I'm going to try to see if I can find little bits that justify, at least in Nate's mind, what he was thinking at the end of season two. Um, that's about as non-spoiler as I can get. But you're right. I do love that there is, again, every character that we meet in this is just so charming in every single way. And so even though Nick Muhammad is playing this little nebish guy, you know, we immediately like him. We immediately like him. And most of that is because Ted takes the time to make sure that he likes him. So, um, but yeah, there is a, a profound sense of uh, sadness that kind of uh, portends over that after you watch season two. Yeah, uh, absolutely. It's, it's, it's hard not to notice that little bit. And I, I bet that this will happen a lot uh, while we're looking at the first season of Ted Lasso, for sure. Mm. So now we get to see that Nate comes in, uh, takes them to Rebecca, can't even say a word to Rebecca, <laughs> has no confidence at all, actually ends up falling out of the way uh, once he goes. He forgets to actually mention that Ted is there, so Ted kind of has to introduce himself. You know, we you know the really... best part of that, too, is that once Ted and Beard actually introduce themselves, you see in the background Nick Muhammad come back up the stairs and then just yeah. walk right all run back down again i just love that that little touch is in there absolutely uh and then we get to see a great conversation between rebecca and ted some really good again really good tedisms that come out of there yeah. whether that's the <laughs> stuff with the tea that is going to of course become recurring uh or even the the line about uh miss welton was my father uh -huh. so uh, all that stuff is really good and then uh she takes him on a tour of the club so um he she talks a little bit about how I think it's fun because uh, she talks about like the modest history of the club, but then speaks about how it was used for old soldiers uh, in the war and they were able to use this as kind of a clinic area mm -hmm. as well. Um, and then Ted starts to point out Rupert in a picture and says like, oh, this guy looks like fun. And she's like, actually, that's my ex-husband. So it's immediately Ted steps in it a little bit with his new boss. Uh, but then she's going to throw him to the wolves. And this is really where we had already kind of gotten the, the thoughts between Higgins and Rebecca that she was planning something maybe more malicious uh, here, but this is when we really, really get that spotlighted because she throws him to the wolves and immediately he gets put into the press conference. And at that press conference, of course, again, this is a scene that is extremely memorable to us Ted Lasso fans. He knows nothing about soccer. He's trying to field <laughs> all these questions. We get Trent Krim from The Independent the first time asking a question as well. But then we also get glimpses. What I love is how they've introduced some of the characters we will come to know and love even more. So you get the uh, you get in the locker room and you see Roy Kent trying to watch the press conference along with the teammates. And then you also get our, our bar patrons. You see Jeremy Baz and Paul uh, sitting there like starting to be like, what is going on here? So it's cool that they did a good job of like, these are characters you're going to care about later. You don't know who they are right now, but you're going to care about them later. Um, and then of course, we do see the first signs, not necessarily addressed in the exact same way. We don't 
at this point, first time viewing would not have necessarily understood this as an audience, but we do see the first signs of a panic attack coming mm -hmm. over Ted and it ends with him spitting out the bubbly water. Um, and then Rebecca pseudo coming in to try to save the day. But I think the more you watch what Rebecca does in that, she tries to own the press because I think she's trying to put up this allure, this facade that she is this uh, powerful woman. And I, and I don't mean to say that that's a facade in that she's not a powerful woman. I think that she's trying to go over the top with it to try to make sure she's establishing herself in this boss position for the, uh, the rest of the press. Mm. That was a lot that I took you through there, Jer, but give me what you want out of that. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, you mentioned Ted steps in it, but he immediately like sidesteps it with that Ted Lasso charm, you know, just like, well, good times aren't always what they think, you know, um, so a really good little line there. But yeah, the press conference is definitely the most memorable thing here. And a lot of stuff is happening there because I'm glad you caught it. The yeah, the tinnitus ringing in the ear um, that happens when the questions are getting more and more intense in there is definitely what we see. And I believe in episode seven of this season where, you know, the panic attacks start. And that's that's really cool because I didn't remember it. I didn't remember it the first time I saw it, um, you know, even after seeing episode seven. So that was really cool to that. They are laying that foundation right there in the first episode. Um, but again, it's really great. Um, I love seeing uh, Sam uh, Tahib there just like with his. His, um, this is his um, trademarked uh, optimism and stuff. He's like saluting him and everything. I love seeing. I think it's Paul that laughs at Ted's joke um, because it's just what he's gonna what he's gonna keep doing throughout this whole thing. But um, you're right though. This press conference is important because it, it lays the foundation that this is a bigger thing. You know, for most of this episode now, we've been really focusing in on Ted and on Beard and on Rebecca, and this is a very personal thing that's happening. But now with this press conference, it's showing like. No, this is this means a lot to a lot of people, you know, random patrons in a bar, most definitely the team. Um, and I mean, of course, my boy, uh, I do love that he works in that phrase that Beard and him talked about um, on the plane, the uh, into touch um, when he talks about no, no topic will be into touch. Uh, <laughs> his door is always open. So Dacus is, uh, I wonder how much of this was scripted and how much was improv, but he's, yeah. he's marvelous in all of this. The guy with the Mickey Mouse hands for, uh, for the yeah. goalie. I think <laughs> I love every bit he's of it. The guy stands with, no, the Mickey Mouse hands. Yeah. Um, but here's the other thing too, about this scene that, that it's very important. And you're right. It's that Rebecca does put on this very reasonable and good defense of Ted. She puts on a really um, powerful defense of Ted in this, in that, you know, she um, makes actually what are good points. You know, she talks about how, look, you're all here, aren't you? Like, you know, I've never seen the press room this full. And the line she said about, like, he does have something that we don't have, which is a trophy from this millennium. That's a damn good line. And, like, you know, she, she just towers over those reporters. Um, and it does pretend there because, like, it's a good shock because Higgins is on board, man. He's like, oh, yeah, this is great. Like, it's great seeing her take an interest here. And then, yeah, just that gut punch of, like, nope, I want him to kill the club. You know, I want to run this thing into the ground. Um, you know, it, it's we set up literally the chief conflict of the entire first half of the season in this 10-minute mm -hmm. span. Um, and we also get Trent Krim, which is always a good thing. 
Yeah, and you uh, actually went ahead a little bit from the scene, but we do get that Rebecca revealing to Higgins what her master plan is here. But now we get Ted uh, to be introduced to the team, and he starts to kind of watch them from a distance at first and be able to see what their soccer skills really are and trying to get the lay of the land. Of course, Beard has already done a lot of his homework, so he knows kind of what is going on there. Ted then gets to go into the locker room for the first time, and he's actually uh, being introduced to the team as they're coming back off of the pitch and uh that's where we get the smells like potential line mm. as well not to steal another potential tedism from you there uh <laughs> jamie and keely it's so funny now knowing what we know and where those characters go to see them the way they are in this first scene because you kind of forget that keely is like famous for being famous uh mm -hmm. as you go through season two because she's such an integral part of the marketing team but also do you remember two? the very first um, shot of phil that we get in this in this episode because it's during the press conference and he's literally just pumping iron in the mirror looking at himself. And it's like, yeah, yeah. It is so uh, amazing. And he wears his icon hat yes. in this episode as well. And then just like horrible to Keely as they're trying to leave and yeah. Ted's trying to introduce himself, all of that stuff. But uh, we'll come back. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Jamie Tart in this particular season. Definitely. Uh, then Ted starts to set up his office. I like that he pushes the desk together with beard. Um, he also, there's come camera shots on specific things in the office things like his son's drawing saying good luck to the his dad and then also the muhammad ali uh photo that we've all become kind of famous uh yeah and then also we get the miracle on ice as well yeah and two other ones uh buster douglas i believe when he upset mike tyson um and jim valvano when he took nc state uh, to the national championship, I believe 1981 was that one. And that was like a number nine seed winning the whole thing. So, I mean, like that was kind of the first time in the tournament that that had happened, like a team that lowly ranked had, had got there. So obviously all of these are big underdogs. Um, you know, even that first Ali isn't that considered that now, but and that time of that picture when he knocked out, um, God, I believe it was uh, maybe Larry Holmes. I can't remember, but um, that was, that was definitely like, you know, a moment where all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, this kid is something special. So it's definitely all these underdogs. Yeah. And then also we get the pyramid. We get Wooten's pyramid yep. as well, um, hanging up in the office, which of course we will be looking at <laughs> at the finale of our season two quite yep. a bit as well. Um, then we get to have this brief conversation with Roy. This is the first time that Brett Goldstein and Jason Sudeikis are going to be uh, looking back at each other and talking to each other. I love the relationship it establishes right away because uh, Ted is trying to say something nice, like you've had a heck of a career. And then this is when we get a great <laughs> potential Tedism. I'm going to steal it here. But uh, he said he never thought it would be uh, ended being coached by Ronald McDonald. He yeah. used a little bit of an expletive in the middle oh, of yeah, that yeah. as well. But it just sort of like sets the tone for that relationship. And I'm not going to say the next line because that is absolutely one of the Tedisms I'm going to use. Yeah, later I wrote on. that one down um, too. <laughs> I bet, I bet you did. So then we see him ask uh, Coach Beard for some tape. He hangs up the believe sign, which he which has, by the wonderful. way, which which he already has at the ready, Coach Beard. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and, well, he must know, right? I he mean, knows, this yeah, must be like, it next. seems like very, like what they do seems so premeditated. And like, this is sort of, now remember, they just were only at Wichita State for one year, one year in yeah, so. uh, the storyline. So they just went through this yeah. <laughs> and they set up their own <laughs> locker room. So it almost seems more like a ritualistic thing that they're doing uh, as they set up everything. Uh, I love that he then goes over to Jamie's locker and he's going to tape up some of the uh, uncensored photo of Keely in the <laughs> locker. But then Keely, 
Keely catches him at that. Mm. And so then we get this nice Keely Ted moment as they meet uh, as well. And her line is just, there's too many lines to mention, to not mention <laughs> some of them, but I love when she says, I just never know how to react when a grown man beatboxes in front of me. I hope you don't <laughs> like, meet Bismarcky. I, just, <laughs> I love all that. Um, end of the day now, uh, they're driving away in Nate's car, some real funny stuff uh, going on between Nate and Beard and Ted Lasso trying to get into this teeny, teeny car. Poor Beard, then, man. Uh, He's just crammed in the back there. <laughs> With all the luggage with and all everything. Of it. Well, first of all, where's their luggage? Did they get stuff shipped over? I was wondering about that because they yeah, only have, do like, they their just have like a suitcase. <laughs> Maybe their checked baggage was like picked up at the airport. I don't Maybe. know. But yeah. anyway, uh, so then they drive Nate's car uh, away, get a really funny scene about Ted being very American in that moment. Mm. It actually reminds me a lot of when he's riding on the tractor uh, later <laughs> on in season two. That's kind of the moment that I, I went to there. And then uh, we see T Lasso's apartment. Apartment, uh, for the first time he gets settled in he calls his son uh, it's really the time difference is going to come into play here because he's like oh yeah I forgot what time mm -hmm. it is or maybe even what day it is because of all the traveling and then he immediately wants to talk to his wife at the moment and he invites them to come and visit and of course there is some tension there on the phone that you could cut with a knife because mm -hmm. Jason Sudeikis is so good one-sided conversation yep. but you know exactly what's being said on the other side of the line mm -hmm. uh, and then we end on the line that because he couldn't sleep on the plane and he's been kind of stealing cat naps all day that he can't sleep uh that now that he's over in england so that is our pilot that what do you got about the end of the pilot there buddy? well you know the, the thing that's key about this pilot is that every moment that we see with ted it's about him subverting everyone's expectations of him right like there are every single time he interacts with somebody for the first time there's a moment where they're kind of taken aback by him and by his his optimism and his just general sense of life. And like for Keeley, it's when he does like beatbox and and it's always like another, you know, line or two that's just kind of like, oh, hey, you know, you're you're not like this bumpkin that I thought you were. Um, it happens to Rebecca in her in the office the first time they meet. Um, and I definitely it's going to start happening to Jamie and to, to Roy in the other episodes. But you know, that's literally the whole premise of this thing is like he's going to be this fish out of water, but you can't help but be charmed by him. Of course, that's going to come into big play when Trent Krim interviews him in episode three. But that's why the scene at the end in the apartment with the wife on the on on the phone is so important because it shows that even now Ted is putting on a bit of a mask and that, you mm -hmm. know, he is hiding a bit of the stuff that is really bothering him here. And you're right. Like Sudeikis in this one moment makes me forget about every SNL skit, everything else, because it's just like, it is so pitch perfect how he's reacting to this. And, you know, it's the, the way that you end this episode when it's been kind of ridiculous, very hopeful, very fun, and then you drop that on us as the last thing we get to see before going into a Bismarck key song, of course, um, is that it's it's brave. It's a really brave thing to do. And it, it shows you that the show isn't messing around. We're, we're dealing with some real stuff here. 
So this is me maybe going off on a bit of a tangent as we start to wrap up, but the writers are really good and we know that and they like to paint parallels to previous seasons. Did you notice that uh, when he's in the shower getting settled in, it looks an awful lot like Danny Rojas in the shower of episode one of yes, season two as well. Like mm -hmm. it's that same shot of like just the hair in the face, like kind of head down um, and maybe kind of pointing to the fact that we've got some demons to settle here, especially with his family and what's going on. But yep. I, this is so much fun it's so great to be able to revisit this yes. but you know what we need to do now i do i think let's cue larry smith tedisms for each week we share biscuits truth tedisms okay this uh this like i said so many so many tedisms it, it, it's so funny because like I mentioned uh, in a previous episode, I think it was the Lasso Cast episode, that there was only like one or two gifts, or as Leslie Higgins would say, some people say gifs yes. out there no, about don't. this. <laughs> and uh, and it's just so funny because like it's so many of those come from this pilot episode. <laughs> like if you go back, yeah. you, you kind of forget that that like almost like ninety percent of the gifts that are out there of this show are They're from all this over first it, yeah. episode. Uh, so Jeremy. You, I'm hosting this episode. You get to go first, sir. What is your first Tedism? So I have to start with one of Ted's, but it's on the plane where he says, I've heard that tune before, but here I am still dancing. I love it because it just totally sets up his optimistic outlook. Absolutely. It's kind of like, uh, in the, you know, we get to see him dance a yeah. little bit later in this <laughs> series as well. We get to see him dance in this first episode. Yeah. So I love that. I do have to go immediately to, uh, because we know what is going to happen in the relationship and where it goes throughout season one and into season two. Definitely you, uh, I got to go with the quote that he says right after he meets Roy Kent and he says, you think he's mad now? Wait until we, we win him over. Yeah. And then uh, Beard looks at him and goes, He'll be furious. Yes. I love that. I he love puts like that. these little pauses into he'll be furious. <laughs> and definitely <Yes>. he is. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's what's next for you, buddy? Yeah, so um I there's this little moment like after they get off the plane and Ted's telling him how he didn't sleep and he's talking about the cookies. I don't know why, but this like cracked me up so much. He's Beard says, I didn't get a cookie. Did you eat my cookie? And Ted just looks at him, he's just like, That's not a part of the story. <laughs> and it's so great. <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. That just cracked me up this time. <laughs> How about when uh, he's doing the press conference? And I think this might be the first thing we ever hear Roy Kent say. It, it's it's close to the first thing. He says right. uh, He says that if he doesn't hear silence, he's going to start punching dicks. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. But I mean, look, we just came off of Halloween, Craig. I have to do. Do you believe in ghosts, Ted? Mm -hmm, I do. But more importantly, I think they need to believe in themselves. <laughs> I can't love even, that. Man. And, and so said great. with such earnestness, Rebecca doesn't know. even know how to Again, react. Yeah, she doesn't moment. know what to do with that, man. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, uh, you know, there is the whole thing about the tea, but honestly, the the one for me, I like to really end on a Tedism. Now you can have more, that's fine. Yeah. But I want to end on my Tedism to be uh, what this show is all about, really. And it, he says, this is from Ted. He says, hey, taking on a challenge is like riding a horse. If you're comfortable while you're doing it, you're probably doing it wrong. I love That's that. Right. I love that like That's personal right. philosophy that we get uh, out of Ted Lasso. Yeah. Well, I'll just do a couple more here. Um, you know, uh, I love Rebecca to George. Where he says, 
a reason for firing him was she says your casual misogyny. I know it's a big word. Ask one of your daughters what it means, <laughs> which is just again a great, fantastic dig there. Of course, you already said it. Miss Welton is my father. If that's a joke, I love it. If not, I cannot wait to unpack that with you. And um, uh, the other one that really got me again is just like how many countries are in this country? Four. Hmm. Kind of like America these days. <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love this show yes. and i love that we get to go back and watch season one now with all of you the plan is to release this every friday although we'll have to do some talking about the thanksgiving week and all of that yeah um, but we'll also try to bring you some fun uh bonus content as we move forward here on peanut butter and biscuits Absolutely. if you can please go and send us an email about what you're feeling about the pilot or thoughts about this show at frontrowlasso at gmail.com. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, uh, PBBFRN on Twitter. Check us out there. Shoot us a message there as well. We'd love to hear from you. Let me know how you think about the Apple show that I released earlier in the week, a bonus episode uh, from the press junket of Dickinson season three. I will tell you that from the Front Row Network, we have been given some access to Apple TV Plus, and we might have more opportunities to do things like that yeah, and, uh, specifically uh, ongoing. Um, yeah, specifically, I got the chance to look at their new Korean drama, uh, Dr. Brain, that's coming out. Um, I got to take part in the press conference of that yesterday. Uh, well, okay, so uh, Tuesday, November 2nd, uh, based on when we're recording here. Um, and it's it's really cool stuff, guys. Um, there's a lot of cool stuff coming out of Korea, um, and this is one you should check out. It's only six episodes. It's going to blow your brain. Dr. Brain. Oh. So uh, I will say that, you know, we're thinking the thought process is you have Apple TV plus because right. you love Ted Lasso. <laughs> so if we can bring some of this to you, we'd like to. Absolutely. However, if you absolutely hate us for that, let us know that. <laughs> let too. us know. Yeah, we'll, uh, we take criticism. Maybe maybe some constructive criticism would be nice, <laughs> uh, but we do take that as well. We'll judge this it by how many times we're ride. called a wanker. We'll do that. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Uh, that's one of the hashtags that Keely says to Ted. Yes. Do not check out that Avoid hashtag. Avoid the hashtag wanker. <laughs> what a fun episode. What a fun way to begin the series. I can't wait to dive into the season one with you, but we that's are right. also going to have some special guests along the way. We have yep. actually some other hosts from the Front Row Network that have signed up, and we may even get to hear from Mr. Larry Smith himself oh my at goodness, some point. People, he'll do the impression for you live. <laughs> I'm going to make him do Sam Elliott the whole the whole episode. There you go. <laughs> Jeremy, any final thoughts before we wrap this thing up? Absolutely not. I echo what you said. I love this show. Can't wait to keep going with it. Absolutely. So for Peanut Butter and Biscuits, I am Craig. And I'm Jeremy. And as always, be a goldfish. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Front Row Network, a proud Community Voices member of National Public Radio Illinois. For more from the Front Row Network, including our articles or our other dozens of shows, visit thefrontrownetwork.com or nprillinois.org slash programs slash network. You can also find us on social media by searching for the Front Row Network on Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram, and on Twitter at Front Row Reviews with a Z.